0: How you doing? My name is Aaron. I'm one of the pastors here at River City. Thanks so much for joining us this morning with the worship guide. So I'm recording from the lobby, which it's still here. That's exciting. So, like I mentioned uh, the last few times on these devotionals, I've been giving a few short devotionals from the Book of Hebrews, which is a book in the New Testament. So this morning we're going to be looking at Hebrews chapter 10, verses 11 through 14. So if you have your Bible in front of you, that's great. But if you don't have your Bible um, that you actually um, use on your own, how about you? pause on this recording go get it and then bring it back and then um, yeah it's good to read this kind of stuff in your own bible that you read on a regular basis so anyway so here we go so we're in chapter 10 uh, verse verse 11. so the author of hebrews says day after day every priest stands and performs his religious duties so the author of hebrews Here, he's talking about priests in the Old Testament who served in the temple and offered animal sacrifices for the sins of the people. So if you want, you can read more about that in the previous 10 verses in this chapter. But the bottom line is that the author of Hebrews is making the case that it's impossible for the sacrifice of animals to take away the sins of the people. Because our sin is so big that we need a better substitute sin bearer than a bull or a goat. That's the bottom line right there. So, verse 11. So day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when this priest, and they're talking about Jesus here, this is the transition that he makes, because Jesus is the true and the better priest. When this priest had offered for all time, so past, present, future, when this priest had offered for all time, one sacrifice for sins. So Jesus doesn't need to be sacrificed for our sins over and over again. Like, no, no, no. Like, he offered for all time one sacrifice for sins. And it says he sat down, after he did that, he sat down at the right hand of God. Which is a fancy way of saying that God the Son is co-equal in authority and power with God the Father. Verse 13. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. And here we come to verse 14. And this is the money verse in this chapter here. So this is where we're going to really hone in on. Verse 14. For by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. For by one sacrifice, he has, been, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. So I don't have a favorite verse in the Bible. I don't know about you, but I don't have a favorite verse in the Bible. Um, but if I was forced to choose, verse 14 would probably be on my Mount Rushmore of verses in the whole Bible because I really love how it lays a foundation for how God thinks about me and why. So when I used to disciple a lot of college students, uh, this passage was always a really good one for me to read together with them as I was meeting with them because I would always, man, I would read this, this uh, passage here with them, we would talk about it, but we would get to verse 14 and always without fail, in a good way, it would mess with them every single time. Because when we would get to verse 14, I would ask, what do you think about that verse, and what do you think it means? And they would just be like, I don't know, because it just doesn't make sense to me when you read it. Because if you're being made, if I'm being made holy, that would seem to indicate that I'm not perfect forever. This just seems like a contradictory thing that the author of Hebrews is saying. And I wasn't trying to be mean when I did this, but I would just let those students just sit there and wrestle and struggle with that, those, that verse right there. Because this verse is really worth struggling with. Because if you're a follower of Jesus, what is true right now is that through one sacrifice, the sacrifice of Jesus, him dying in, the, in your place for your sins, because of that, you've been made perfect forever. So a good question to ask is um, think about God right now. And he is thinking about you right now. He's not thinking about just you or only you, but he's thinking about you right now because he, um, he is an infinite God without, without limitations. So he's thinking about you right now. And a good question to ask is, what does he think about you when he thinks about you? What does he think about you And why? So to answer that, we need to remember that Jesus lived the perfect life that you were supposed to live. He perfectly obeyed. He he perfectly loved. He perfectly followed God in all the ways that you were supposed to but didn't. But the good news is that when you surrendered to Jesus and put your faith in him, the perfect life of Jesus was transferred and credited to you as a gift. So the fancy theological way to say that is that he gave me his righteousness. So now, through faith in Jesus, when God looks at me, he sees the perfect life and track record of his son. I've been made perfect forever in his eyes, even as I'm in the process of being made holy. So a fancy theological way to say that is that I'm positionally holy, as I'm being made holy. He justified those who are being sanctified. He's made perfect forever those who are being made holy. And because we know that he's ultimately pleased with us in a perfect forever kind of way, that's intended to motivate us to following him and growing spiritually. Because we follow him out of the overflow of his favor. And not to skip ahead in the whole book and everything, but, like, that's why in chapter 13, the author of Hebrews says this powerful little phrase. And I think when people read Hebrews, they just kind of over, like, uh, uh, this, it's not really like the highlight of the whole book. It's really often overlooked, but man, it's so good. It's like in verse 13, there's this little phrase that the author of Hebrews says, where he says, it's good to have our hearts strengthened by grace. It's good to have our hearts strengthened by grace. Because it's fully by his grace that he's made you perfect forever. And that grace is intended to strengthen your heart and motivate your heart towards growing spiritually. Being motivated and strengthened like that is part of what it means to grow in the gospel. So here are two questions I'm going to leave you with, and these are also in the worship guide. So, first question number one: What's your react? What's the reaction of your heart and mind when you read Hebrews ten fourteen? What's the reaction of your heart and mind when you read Hebrews ten fourteen, and why? And second question: In what areas of your life does being made perfect forever? motivate you to grow spiritually, and why? In what areas of your life does being made perfect forever motivate you to grow spiritually, and why? So those are things that you're encouraged to pray and talk to God about, then talk to someone else this week about. So from here, you can jump into the rest of the worship guide. And thanks for listening, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week.